Rodriguez, CBS News. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended in the parkland. The definition of recommended is to be worthy of trust, and they don't take that lightly. They treat your vehicle like it's their own. Your neighbors, your family, and your friends are now satisfied customers because you recommended them. When you need collision repair, don't just take it anywhere. Take it to Kevin Ball's Auto Body in Park Hills, the most recommended. Because your car hasn't looked this new since it was new. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended by far. Twin Oaks is a family-owned vineyard and winery in Farmington. Their tasting room sits in the middle of the vineyard, and it's a lovely spot to visit for a relaxing afternoon. Enjoy award-winning wines or a glass of cold beer, or even have a premium cocktail from the bar. Their inviting porch has a perfect view of the vines and the tranquil lake. Savor the panoramic view from the patio, tasting room, or glass house. Twin Oaks is open Thursday through Sunday. Check out all the things happening at Twin Oaks on Facebook or online. Twin Oaks Vineyard and Winery, Highway F, Farmington. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now, the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Well, good morning to you. Yes, indeed. It is the start on KFMO at 6 minutes after 7 o'clock. It's uh, 6 minutes after 8 o'clock in Florida right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm watching the radar screen. You know, our radar systems here at the radio station have the capability of looking at any radar. We can, we can look at any part of the world where there's a radar that we're hooked into. We can zoom in on that area. We can give you the watches, the warnings. We can tell you everything we would tell you about a storm here in the parkland. We can tell you about a storm in Florida right now. And I'm particularly interested in this because my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law all live in the Jacksonville, Florida area. So I pulled up the radar, found out we do have a location, a radar location in Jacksonville. So it's picking up everything that even the Weather Channel would tell you. And I can see the uh, eye of the storm. Looks like it's in the uh, Taylor and Lafayette, Sewanee, Madison, and Hampton. I think that's Hampton County areas. Uh, It's odd because the only watches or warnings that I'm really seeing that are coming up as something normal, and I probably should check because we have other controls that can bring up other possible uh, options for what kind of uh, watches and warnings we have going on there. Uh, Let's see, we do have a coastal flood advisory which is going on for everything at St. Mary's, Nassau area of Jacksonville, south to the Palm Coast area, what is that, Flagler, I believe, and almost to Daytona Beach. So there, and that's on the opposite side from where the hurricane's coming. So the hurricane's coming in off the Gulf And it's rolling into, as I said, Lafayette County and Sewanee and Madison and all of that. And, you know, there's another one or two I can't really see. Perry, Taylor, um, those particular areas. Funny, they have the same names as some of our counties around here. Um, It's just a bad situation. And it's rather odd because around the hurricane, you, uh, you know, you just kind of expect to see, well, here comes a hurricane. We're going to have some hard wind. No, around the hurricane, it's moving about 26 miles an hour. The cell is moving that fast. Uh, Now, the hurricane winds themselves going in the circles there. They may be a little stronger. It's not showing me that. But 
Uh, we also have some of the storms around that system that are moving towards Jacksonville. They have winds upwards of 65 to 70 miles an hour. But that's just kind of a taste of what's going on on the radar screens with the Jacksonville, Florida area. In case you have uh, family members there or if somebody you know is traveling or trying to travel around that area, uh, very serious stuff this morning for the folks in Florida. Our heart goes out to them, our prayers as well. It's nine minutes after 7 o'clock here at AM 1240 KFMO. Uh, this hour, let's see who's on. Well, we have Ronnie Dubois coming up in a little bit with the JKK Inheritance Haven Report. Uh, they do a great job in just raising awareness about human sex trafficking and human trafficking in the parkland because it does happen. And I think we should all step up and try to stop that. You know, I don't care who you are. If you're listening, oh, if you have any part in it, oh, yeah, we'd like to know about it and who you are. But the main thing is we need to make people aware that it's going on here and just exactly what it is and how to watch out, out for it. And then we can tell authorities, hey, we have a problem over here, and they can help take care of it. But uh, Ryan Dubois will be with us in a little while. We also have a special report about cruising for a cause this year with the Park Hill Senior Center. Holly Buxton and the gang will be here this hour. And also A1 Home Care has some community involvement projects we're going to talk about at the 8 o'clock hour. And we have a special Deloge Chamber report coming up in the 8 o'clock hour as well. As a matter of fact, Dustin Kopp, who is... You know, one of my colleagues here at the radio station, he works here, is going to be the interviewee. I will be the interviewer, and he's going to talk about that. You see, he lives in Deloge, and he's on the Chamber of Commerce board. So um, he's busy, not only with the radio station's involvement, but with the Chamber's involvement, too. And he has a good outlook on all the different angles for us we'll be talking about today. It's 10 minutes after 7 o'clock, and news is coming up next on KFMO. River Rapids Water Park in St. Genevieve is now open. Yay! Soak up the fun in the sun this summer by zipping down the water slides, swim in the lap pool, or float by in the Lazy River while the kids splish and splash in the kids' zone. River Rapids Water Park has daily admissions and season rates available and is open daily from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow River Rapids Water Park on social media or online at riverrapidswaterpark.com for more information information. Soak up the fun at River Rapids Water Park in St. Genevieve. Trucks, cars, SUVs, whatever you're looking for, we have it here at Leadbelt Auto Sales. Come on by and take a look at our great selection of trucks, cars, SUVs, family vehicles, and sport cars. Worried about financing? You have bad credit, no credit, or even great credit? Visit LeadbeltAutoSales.com to get pre-approved today. We have a vehicle for you in any payment range. Just past Mental Area College, and that's Lead Belt Auto Sales on Flat River Road. To everyone who craves a fresh meal made just for you, let our team member Jacob share what's special about Culver's. In Wisconsin, our food comes from the heart, and taking the time to handcraft your meal with care is how we've always done it at Culver's. It's why your Butterburger doesn't touch the grill until after you order. Come to Culver's and let us serve you a Butterburger made special just for you. From, from Wisconsin, Wisconsin with, with love. love. Welcome to Delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August 30th. The time is 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. And in our newscast, we're going to hear about State Representative Chris Dickens. She's decided to run for the Missouri Senate seat in the 27th District. Also... 
Members of the Farmington Knights softball and baseball teams have a new home field. We'll tell you about that. And we have information on a Farmington woman, 61-year-old Lorraine C. Berger. She's recovering from moderate injuries after she was involved in a one-car crash in St. Francis County Tuesday morning. Troopers with the Highway Patrol say Berger was driving north on Route D at 1025 at Gillespie Road when the car ran off the right side of the highway, causing the front of the vehicle to strike a fence and smash into a tree. Berger was taken to Parkland Health Center at Farmington. She was not wearing a seatbelt when the wreck took place. 144th District State Representative Chris Dinkins is making a run for the senatorial seat in the 27th District in Missouri. Dinkins says she wants to help bridge the gap between senators and House members so they can get more work done in future sessions. I'm exploring this race because the last few years as chairman of the House Republican caucus. I've seen the House Republicans pass significant pieces of conservative legislation with attempts to reform the government and just went over to the Senate and they've died. And it doesn't do us any good if we have a Republican supermajority in the House that passes these conservative bills if the Senate isn't willing to get them across the finish line. Dickens also says she has the experience to navigate both the House and the Senate. She began her legislative career assisting candidates in local elections and then became a legislative assistant in Representative Paul Fitzwater's office. She then became the state representative for the 144th District. Dinkins has also held the chairwoman position on the House leadership team. Members of the Farmington Knights softball and baseball teams have a new home field after Tuesday's ribbon cutting at the new Randy Ragsdale Field. The head coach of the softball Knights, Allison Pingle, says the field adds to the excitement of her first year as head coach. Um, it's a great welcoming experience, I think. With it being my first year as head coach and our first year on this field, it's just so many new things that get to happen at once. It just makes it even more exciting. The new all-turf field opened to a softball game between the Farmington Knights and the Festus Tigers. Farmington won the game by a score of 10-5. to And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk for this Wednesday, August 30th. It's 7.15. Stay tuned. News is next on KFMO with Jared Pettis. And check our website, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side, a high school softball volleyball broadcast doubleheader we brought you on Tuesday. Glenn Berry recaps the action in our first broadcast when the Farmington Knights played host to the Festus Tigers on the softball side. Glenn Berry, take it away. The Farmington Knights fell behind early, then came roaring back to beat the Festus Tigers 10-5 at Randy Ragsdale Field in Farmington on Tuesday. The Tigers jumped out to an early 4-1 lead on the strength of a two-run homer by Riley Moore in the third, followed by an RBI double by Livy Kearns. They added an RBI triple by Olivia Gillum in the fourth to take that 4-1 lead into the bottom half of the frame. Farmington came roaring back in the bottom half when with the bases loaded, Jaden Tucker stepped to the plate. Swung on, hit to right field. Right fielder comes in, kind of misjudging and it gets fire. Olivia Gillum just kind of lost it in the sun and misjudged it a bit. Two runs will score. Here comes a third run. And on a fly ball to right field, which looked innocent enough, the Farmington Knights have tied this ball game up with a three RBI triple. The Knights scored two more runs in that inning and added two more in the fifth and two in the sixth to walk away with a 10-5 win over Festus. 
After the game, first-year head coach Allison Pingle talked about her night's come-from-behind win. I think it started off with those first home game jitters. You know, the ribbon cutting and everything else just added that extra excitement to the game. I think the girls just needed to see what they were capable of, and once they saw it, it just started rolling. And I think we're true to that every season. We're pretty tried and true till we got to get through the ups and downs until we can smooth out and have a pretty good season ahead of us. Farmington scored 10 runs on 11 hits and left 11 runners on base, while Festus scored five runs on six hits with six left on base. Maddie Kieser pitched the first three and two-thirds innings and the last inning and a half, but took the loss for Festus, while Ellie Robbins pitched all seven innings for the win. Again, the Farmington Knights improved to 2-1 and one with a 10-5 win over the now 1-3 Festus Tigers at Randy Ragsdale Field on Tuesday. For KFMO B104, I'm Glenn Berry. Glenn, thanks. In our second broadcast, it was the Farmington Knights and Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs on the volleyball side as the Knights on both softball and volleyball got their home openers on Tuesday. Day. Farmington trailed early in set one, eight to four, before using a five to one run to tie things up at nine to nine. Set one would feature nine total ties and eight total lead changes. Farmington gave their final lead at 25-24 and used a nine to three run to force the extra point. That would close it out with a ten to three run in set one. Then the second set, Farmington exploded midway through with a seven to four run between Cape Notre Dame timeouts and would close out the set, including that seventeen to eleven after the first Cape Notre Dame timeout at 8-5 when Farmington led. And then in set three, a set that featured seven ties and two lead changes, Farmington had control throughout and sealed off the victory. Farmington wins it in straights 26-24, 25-16, 25-23. Farmington's Zoe Gerwitz led the team offensively with 11 kills and three blocks. Here's Knights head coach Haley Baker on Zoe Gerwitz. You know, Zoe has improved so much, and I saw her as a JV player. I was like, man, Zoe's going to help us out a lot next year you know she's really good but then when she came in after her club season this year I mean she's been phenomenal like it was like whoa Zoe Gerwitz is in town and she's she's she looks great um I she kind of had a rough weekend I could tell she was kind of defeated a couple times this weekend against those big blocks uh you know because technically she played JV volleyball and then she came up and went and played St. Joseph's Academy for the first round so you know it's hard you know when you're used to not having that double block in the middle on a lot of teams on JV and then you come up and you're getting blocked all the time and it and and it's just how we've had a, a big talk about, you know, guys, it's just how you mentally handle those situations. It's a game of losses. Like, it's a game of mistakes. People are going to block you. Um, and you just got to mentally come back from it. And she's really, really good at that. She's an incredible positive force. She always has a really awesome positive outlook. And she's always cheering on her teammates. And that definitely shows. Farmington got nine kills and two blocks from Ava Cooper. And Madison Mills put up four stuffed blocks with two kills and two aces as well. Cape Notre Dame was led by Kate Rubel with seven kills, three aces, and two blocks. Farmington improves to 2-4. and four. They're at Festus on Thursday, while the Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs start the season 0-1. They play Thursday as well. They're at Potosi against the Lady Trojans. Other volleyball scores from Tuesday. The Central Rebels had their home opener at the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse. They beat the Windsor Owls in five sets, 19-25, 17-25, 26-24, 25-20, 15-5. The Festus Tigers topped the St. Genevieve Dragons in straights, 23-18-21. And Potosi topped Union in five sets, 25-18, 18-25, 27-25, South Iron beat St. Paul on the road in straight sets, 12-22-14. Same for Viburnum over Kingston, 17-15-13. Valley Caledonia falls to Lesterville in straights, 20-15-14. And Arcadia Valley topped Dexter in four 
sets. 25-15-22-25-25-18-25-16. Bismarck was at DeSoto, and Valley Catholic beat North County in Bonterre in straight sets. 25-15-25-18-25-16. Valley Catholic head coach Nancy Fisher is in her 41st season. She is now four wins shy of career win 850 in her Hall of Fame career. Boys Soccer Windsor Tournament North County falls to Seckman 1-0. Also the same two teams back on the softball side, but in North County, Seckman beats the Lady Raiders 20-0 in three innings. Girls Tennis, Farmington hosts North County and the Lady Raiders win that one 7-2. Potosi tops Fredericktown 5-4. And Girls Golf a scramble from Farmington. St. Genevieve gets the winner 2-0-3. St. Pius shot 2-20. Valley Catholic 2-57. And the Farmington Knights shot 2-91 to round out the field of four. Coming up today on the local side, high school volleyball. North County is at Poplar Bluff and Scott City plays in Fredericktown. On the softball side, the North County Raiders host Poplar Bluff and Fredericktown is at Herculaneum in a battle of the Black Cats. Girls Tennis, Sykeston at North County. Farmington hosts Melville and Arcadia Valley plays at Cape Notre Dame. And Girls Golf from St. Genevieve as the Dragons host St. Pius and Farmington. And our broadcast matchup, Mineral Area College Volleyball, 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 opening serve. The Lady Cardinals host the St. Louis Lady Archers. Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and San Diego Padres got the second of a three-game series on Tuesday. With more, here's Mike Reeves. The Cardinals rallied late and defeated the Padres 6-5 in 10 innings, putting an end to their four-game losing streak. Wilson Contreras homered twice, including a game-tying two-run home run in the eighth inning. Then Tommy Edmond drove in the game winner with a run-scoring single in the tenth inning against San Diego closer Josh Hader. He's an unbelievable pitcher. He's been one of the best pitchers in the game for a, for a long time now. Um, so I'd, I think with, with a guy like that, you just really just try to not do too much. You know, just stay as short as you can because he's got such a good fastball. Paul Goldschmidt added a pair of RBIs for the Redbirds. The winning pitcher in relief is Jojo Romero. The loss goes to Hader. The final in 10 innings, Cardinals 6, Padres 5. In St. Louis, I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. The Cards and Padres wrap up the series today. 1-15 first pitch, 12-20 pregame on B104.3. Miles Michaelis makes the start. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. For the best in local dirt track racing, come out to the St. Francis County Raceway. With races every Saturday, St. Francis County Raceway has all the adrenaline-charged action you can handle. St. Francis County Raceway is located right behind Hefner's at the fairgrounds exit off Highway 67 in Farmington. Tickets are available at the gate. For more info, visit sfcraceway.com. That's sfcraceway.com. Hey, Jody, how are you? Hi, Ginger. I'm still looking for care for my mom. She really wants to stay at home. Call Gentiva Personal Care. They can send her a caregiver that will help her with all of her activities of daily living so that she can remain independent in her own home. What's the cost? Gentiva will help find funding. They utilize Medicaid, VA, Fed Assist, long-term care insurance, and private pay options. I'll call them today. Call 573-431-6599 or visit them in person at 751 Maple Valley Drive in Farmington for a free assessment. Are you having car troubles? Is your check engine light on? Dunlap Automotive Solutions at 210 East Main Street in Park Hills is open seven days a week with the best customer service, pricing, and diagnostic equipment available. Whether you've got transmission issues, engine problems, including timing belt and head gaskets, need engine repair, fleet service, or you're just due for an oil change, Dunlap Automotive Solutions on 210 East Main Street in Park Hills is your automotive solutions specialist. Call 573-431-5100 and get your vehicle fixed today. 
The Deloge Chamber of Commerce presents the annual Labor Day picnic in the Deloge City Park, Friday, September 1st through Labor Day. Enjoy carnival rides, crafts, lots of great food, live music, Jeep, car, and motorcycle shows, a cornhole tournament, a 5K run, and paintball, a wine garden, and so much more. It's four fun-filled days of the Deloge Labor Day picnic in the City Park beginning Friday at 5 p.m. through Labor Day. Don't forget about the Labor Day Parade at 9 a.m. Follow us on social media for more information about the Deloge Labor Day picnic. Missed any of the start? We have another special guest on the line with us. Well, now you can hear it anytime, anywhere. Send straight to your phone. Subscribe to The Start on AM 1240 KFMO Podcast. You'll hear all the best The Start has to offer. Missouri 8th District United States Congressman Jason Smith. Even if you sleep in a little bit later. It's time for another Missouri State Legislative Report. Subscribe today to The Start from AM 1240 KFMO with Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Stick around, it's 7.23, and we have our monthly interview with Ronnie Dubois, the founder of JKK Inheritance Haven of Potosi. That is next here on KFMO. Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Whew. Dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming, where your fur child looks and smells pawfect. Ew, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. Twin Oaks is a family-owned vineyard and winery in Farmington. Their tasting room sits in the middle of the vineyard, and it's a lovely spot to visit for a relaxing afternoon. Enjoy award-winning wines or a glass of cold beer, or even have a premium cocktail from the bar. Their inviting porch has a perfect view of the vines and the tranquil lake. Savor the panoramic view from the patio, tasting room, or glass house. Twin Oaks is open Thursday through Sunday. Check out all the things happening at Twin Oaks on Facebook or online. Twin Oaks Vineyard and Winery, Highway F, Farmington. The Deloge Chamber of Commerce presents the annual Labor Day picnic in the Deloge City Park, Friday, September 1st through Labor Day. Enjoy carnival rides, crafts, lots of great food, live music, Jeep, car, and motorcycle shows, a cornhole tournament, a 5K run, and paintball, a wine garden, and so much more. It's four fun-filled days of the Deloge Labor Day picnic in the City Park beginning Friday at 5 p.m. through Labor Day. Don't forget about the Labor Day Parade at 9 a.m. Follow us on social media for more information about the Deloge Labor Day picnic. This is The Start from KFMO. It's time to start an interview for you, and it's with Ronnie Dubois, the founder of the JKK Inheritance Haven in Potosi. Ronnie's standing by on the phone lines. Let's uh, pull her into the studio here. Hi, Ronnie. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mike. It's a beautiful day, and um, I've got my coffee on and got the, the dogs all managed for the moment, so it's good. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time there. Uh, we have uh, a very important, serious issue to talk about this morning. Um, uh, tell me about, uh, well, first of all, we want to announce that you're going to be at the Deloge Labor Day picnic, and you'll have your booth there. And I, I see you there almost every year, and it looks like you, you have a lot of fun, but you also inform people on what uh, human trafficking is. Exactly. This is this is a fun event. People want to come out and play. They want toys for their kids, which is what we sell is inflatables and light up and fidget toys for children. So they're, you know, they're colorful and they're pretty and they're fun. And it gives it's kind of a hook to get people in and let me talk to them. They've got children. They're relatable to the subject matter because they have children. And some people just don't know. And then they look at their kids and the light bulb goes on. And they're like, whoa, this is 
this is, you know, and uh, we were at the Bon Terre block party last weekend, and I had some teenagers and their mothers were there, and I was talking to them, and you see the teenagers nodding their head and going, yep, this is in our school, and the mothers were kind of like, what? So I don't know if there must be a breakdown in the communication that's not going on between parents and kids, because when I was in school, if I'd have seen something like that, that'd been the first thing I'd have done was tell my mom. There had been, you know, that open door of communication there. So even though the girls this particular time that were coming up and talking to me didn't indicate that they were being trafficked, they were very well aware it was happening. So the awareness is, is raising, and that's good. Um, and the parents, some of them know, and that's good too, but we need to keep talking about it. We need to keep having events, and, and I want to come out and speak at churches, men's Bible studies, ladies' prayer breakfasts, youth groups, um, uh, businesses, churches, uh, civic groups. I'll even come out at family gatherings. Um, we'll come out and speak and hopefully raise awareness and and just really push it and get it out there because another thing I know, I know there's I know a specific person that's in the area, and obviously for liability reasons I can't give names, but I know he is trafficking some girls. I know that. And they were trolling in the local Walmart for other victims. We could tell by the behavior that that's what they were doing. So I was contacted by some other people who noticed this, and so awareness is being raised. They are aware of what's going on. Well, that's not stopping. So we have to continue to be vigilant. Yes, that that's the key, I think, right there. Um, boy, I'd, I'd really like to talk to you more about that, you know, in a just you and I situation, because there's so much uh, that, we could pass back and forth and uh, you know we can only do so much on the air here um yeah what can you give us some tips as to kind of some of the things we would look for if we happen to be walking around the store and uh, what kind of things are there out there that would tip us off to this if somebody is zeroing in on you or your child there is an unnatural interest and they're not going hey my kid's in second grade i know that you know, I've seen you at the ball field with your second grader, and they play on the same team. It's not that kind of a conversation. There's a predatory look about them. You can almost smell it in the air, and I know that sounds like weird or vibe-ish. It's not. If you're, a, if you're a mother, I'm not a man, so, you know, I can't speak for you guys, but there is this instinct that mothers have that, that just you want to gather your chicks, and mine's six foot two and 15, but I still want to gather him in because this guy has eyeballed my son. He knows very well who I am. He knows exactly what I'm doing. And he has eyeballed my son in a very predatory manner. So you look for that predatory, um, it's like a thousand yard stare that they are looking at your child. Uh, that's one thing. Another incident that has happened at, at uh, Potosi Walmart is that a, some women, they were probably early 20s, that were being um, almost corralled by a group of men and cornered. And fortunately, this woman had a big enough mouth that she started yelling there in Walmart 
and it kind of pushed them away from her because they realized she wasn't going to be an easy grab and they got, you know, Walmart security to walk her out. So you, you've got to be vigilant about where you park. If there's anybody around you, looks like they're following you, even, even it's better to be wrong and safe than to be politically correct and get snatched. I would. If I don't care who you are, if you if, if there's that going on, you have to take your safety first. I agree with you 100 percent. I really do agree with you on that. I was uh, I was in a local store last year and this was a very odd situation i'm going to mention but uh it's a good example of stepping up and stopping something and uh, there was a group of three young men and one of them the two of them uh, they had one on a cell phone one was just walking around watching what the other one was doing and watching other women and one of those boys was approaching older women about you know 55 to 65 right in that range and basically coming on to them and who knows what these three guys wanted to take these women and do uh, but my wife came over and said you know what that guy's doing and I said oh well so I went I followed them and I watched him and I walked up to the one that was talking to the women I stepped between him and a woman and said you need to leave and as soon as I did that the other two scattered like roaches when the light comes on Mm-hmm. And the uh, people that run the store, the workers there, uh, when that last one, when I walked him out, um, they thanked me. And I, yeah. you know, I, I don't look for any kind of recognition. I feel odd even talking about it in that way. But I want people to know that that happens. And yeah. you you just watch out for that behavior. You're right, you know, because you can see it. You can feel it. And you need to step in and at least try to tell whoever the workers are there that they need to call the police or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's, you got to be careful because if you're not trained or whatever, then these people can, can hurt you. But in, you evaluated that situation and you felt safe doing that, Mike. So that was the right thing to do. But yeah, I mean, some, some of these, if you just challenge them, they realize, Hey, somebody's watching me. I'm not going to be able to just sneakily grab this person or their belongings or whatever the intent was there and uh, do evil on this person. So, yeah, always always be vigilant, get the information. Everybody's got a cell phone these days. Get that camera going, take some footage, turn that information into law enforcement. Even if it turns out that they can't arrest those people, they now have seen the video footage and they can watch. And if the same people keep coming up in similar incidents, then they can start kind of building a... Uh, a database of information to be watching for certain people. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's good. That's good to be that vigilant and to know, you know, we got to watch out for each other because next time it might be my mother. It might be my sister. We need, we need to personalize this instead of going, Oh, well, you know, it's not my family. Why should I care? Mm -hmm. well, that's a problem child anyway. So why should I care? Yeah, you should care. Yeah, you should. You certainly should. Step up and take care of each other. Ronnie, uh, if somebody wants, uh, first we encourage people to come by and see you at Deloge Labor Day Picnic. You'll be there all weekend, I guess. And uh, what's a number or something they could call you or a website or whatever? Um, our website is jkkinhaven.org. That's jkkinhaven.org. 
or you can call me at 573-854-2031. We'd be glad to come speak at your group, your business, your agency, and help raise awareness. I can speak anywhere from 20 minutes to three or four hours. So whatever it is that you need, we can we can help raise that awareness. We can help um, if you're looking for training hours, we can help uh, meet those requirements, and we can come to your agency. We don't have to, you know, have it, you know, way out of your area. We would be glad to come travel and come to you. And also, we are building that long-term therapeutic home for teen female survivors that need a safe haven to heal, but we need assistance. We need your finances. We need you to step up to the plate and put your money down and help us with that. Um, I'd be get, glad to talk and give you more information about where we are in the process. We own the land. We have laborers ready to go. We need the finances to purchase the building materials. So give us a call, 573-854-2031. Great. Thanks, Ronnie. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you at the Deloge Labor Day picnic, and thanks so much. i got to get going for news. I appreciate you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That's Ronnie Du Bois, founder of the JKK Inheritance Haven uh, in Haven in Potosi. And you can really help in this problem, so uh, give her a call today. And check the booth out, too, at the Deloge Labor Day picnic. News is next. We have weather now at KFMO. Weather is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. When you're looking for an accountant, what comes to mind? Trustworthiness, accuracy, up-to-date knowledge of tax laws. In the real world, considerations like those are always important. Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell. Mitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton has provided quality accounting and tax service for over 30 years. Whether it's personal or business related, Stephanie Kitchell has you covered. Call 573-546-3104 today to schedule an appointment at Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Sunshine today. Our high temperatures this afternoon will climb into the lower 80s. We're going to be nice and clear tonight. Overnight low will drop down in the low to mid 50s. Sunshine Thursday, our high near 80, mid-80s on Friday. And then we're going to end up with highs in the low 90s for Saturday and Sunday. Labor Day Monday, plenty of sunshine or high into the low 90s. And then Tuesday, plenty of sun or high 90 to 93 degrees. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August 30th. 7.37 is the time. We're running a bit behind. We'll still have sports for you, so stay tuned. A couple of stories for you now. One, Missouri Governor Mike Parsons coming into the area today, and the St. Genevieve Chamber of Commerce Winter Concert Series is coming in February, plus a woman from Ironton, 19-year-old Catlin M. Hawkins is moderately injured. She was hurt in a one-car wreck in Reynolds County early Tuesday morning. Highway Patrol reports show Hawkins driving west on Highway KK, a half mile south of Rector, failed to stop at a stop sign, and the car ran across the road and crashed into a tree. Hawkins was taken to Salem Memorial District Hospital. Missouri Governor Mike Parsons traveling to BJC Healthcare's Parkland Health Center Bonterre location for a ceremonial signing of House Bill 402. The measure features provisions that will alter the definition of a hospital and statute. This includes rural emergency hospitals. It will also help advanced practice registered nurses, or APRNs, practice to the full extent of their training and their licensure, 
These modifications are expected to help improve health care across, or rather, health care access for rural communities. And the St. Genevieve Chamber of Commerce Winter Concert Series is coming in February. Concert goer interest is certainly growing. The executive director of the St. Genevieve Chamber of Commerce, Dina Kreitler, says they'll feature some of the same groups from last season and a few new acts. You know, we're bringing back some of our favorites like Saints Till Friday, uh, Crossroads, Southern Gypsy, and then we have some new ones on the uh, lineup. We have the Jackie Tyler Band. We uh, brought on Dear Darla this year, and then we brought back the Outsiders. According to Kreitler, sponsor letters will be sent out in September, and tickets should go on sale in October. That's news here at KFMO. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Wednesday, August 30th, 740, and it's time for sports here at KFMO with Jared Pettis. And check that website, too, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side, a high school softball volleyball broadcast doubleheader we brought you on Tuesday. Glenn Berry recaps the action in our first broadcast when the Farmington Knights played host to the fastest Tigers on the softball side. Glenn Berry, take it away. The Farmington Knights fell behind early, then came roaring back to beat the Festus Tigers 10-5 at Randy Ragsdale Field in Farmington on Tuesday. The Tigers jumped out to an early 4-1 lead on the strength of a two-run homer by Riley Moore in the third, followed by an RBI double by Livy Kearns. They added an RBI triple by Olivia Gillum in the fourth to take that 4-1 lead into the bottom half of the frame. Farmington came roaring back in the bottom half when with the bases loaded, Jaden Tucker stepped to the plate. Swung on, hit to right field. Right fielder comes in, kind of misjudged it and it gets fire. Olivia Gillum just kind of lost it in the sun and misjudged it a bit. Two runs will score. Here comes a third run. And on a fly ball to right field, which looked innocent enough, the Farmington Knights have tied this ball game up with a three-RBI triple. The Knights scored two more runs in that inning and added two more in the fifth and two in the sixth to walk away with a 10-5 win over Festus. After the game, first-year head coach Allison Pingle talked about her Knights come from behind win. I think it started off with those first home game jitters. You know, the ribbon cutting and everything else just added that extra excitement to the game. I think the girls just needed to see what they were capable of, and once they saw it, it just started rolling. And I think we're true to that every season. We're pretty tried and true, so we got to get through the ups and downs until we can smooth out and have a pretty good season ahead of us. Farmington scored 10 runs on 11 hits and left 11 runners on base, while Festival scored five runs on six hits with six left on base. Maddie Kieser pitched the first three and two-thirds innings and the last inning and a half, but took the loss for Festus, while Ellie Robbins pitched all seven innings for the win. Again, the Farmington Knights improved to 2-1 and one with a 10-5 win over the now 1-3 Festus Tigers at Randy Ragsdale Field on Tuesday. For KFMO B104, I'm Glenn Berry. Glenn, thanks. In our second broadcast, it was the Farmington Knights and Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs on the volleyball side as the Knights on both saw Softball and volleyball got their home openers on Tuesday. Farmington trailed early in set one, eight to four, before using a five to one run to tie things up at nine to nine. Set one would feature nine total ties and eight total lead changes. Farmington gave their final lead at 25-24 and used a nine to three run to force the extra points. That would close it out with a 10 to three run in set one. Then the second set, Farmington exploded midway through with a seven to four run between Cape Notre Dame timeouts and would close 
throughout the set, including that 17-11 after the first Cape Notre Dame timeout at 8-5 when Farmington led. And then in set three, a set that featured seven ties and two lead changes, Farmington had control throughout and sealed off the victory. Farmington wins it in straights 26-24, 25-16, 25-23. Farmington's Zoe Gerwitz led the team offensively with 11 kills and three blocks. Here's Knights head coach Haley Baker on Zoe Gerwitz. You know, Zoe has improved so much. And I saw her as a JV player. I was like, man, Zoe's going to help us out a lot next year, you know. She's really good. But then when she came in after her club season this year, I mean, she's been phenomenal. Like, it was like, whoa, Zoe Gerwitz is in town. And she's she's she looks great. Um, I've, she kind of had a rough weekend. I could tell she was kind of defeated a couple times this weekend against those big blocks, uh, you know, because technically she played JV volleyball and then she came up and went and played St. Joseph's Academy for the first round. So, you know, it's hard, you know, when you're used to not having that double block in the middle on a lot of teams on JV and then you come up and you're getting blocked all the time. And it, and it's just how we've had a, a big talk about, you know, guys, it's just how you mentally handle those situations. It's a game of losses. Like, it's a game of mistakes. People are going to block you. Um, and you just got to mentally come back from it. And she's really, really good at that. She's an incredible positive force. She always has a really awesome positive outlook and she's always cheering on her teammates and that definitely shows. Farmington got nine kills and two blocks from Ava Cooper and Madison Mills put up four stuffed blocks with two kills and two aces as well. Cape Notre Dame was led by Kate Rubel with seven kills, three aces, and two blocks. Farmington improves to two and four. They're at Festus on Thursday while the Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs start the season 0-1. They play Thursday as well. They're at Potosi against the Lady Trojans. From the Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and San Diego Padres in Game 2 of the series Tuesday night needed extra innings. Mike Reeves has the recap. The Cardinals rallied late and defeated the Padres 6-5 in 10 innings, putting an end to their four-game losing streak. Wilson Contreras homered twice, including a game-tying two-run home run in the eighth inning. Then Tommy Edmond drove in the game winner with a run-scoring single in the tenth inning against San Diego closer Josh Hader. He's an unbelievable pitcher. He's been one of the best pitchers in the game for, uh, for a long time now um so i i think with with a guy like that you just really just try to not do too much you know just stay as short as you can because he's got such good fastball paul goldschmidt added a pair of rbis for the redbirds the winning pitcher in relief is jojo romero the loss goes to hater the final in 10 innings cardinals six padres five in st louis i'm mike reeves mike thanks cards catcher wilson Contreras on hitting a two-run homer with his parents in attendance for the first time in st louis he was really special for me because my mom and dad just got here and uh, having my family uh, in the stands, it means a lot to me. Um, I'm here because of them and uh, all them a lot. I don't think uh, I, I don't think there is something that I can do that is enough for them. Um, having nice, like, a night like, like I had today, I will never forget. And especially at their first game in, in uh, Bush Stadium this year. The Redbirds and Padres wrap up the series this afternoon. Miles Michaelis gets the start. 12-20 pregame, 1-15 first pitch. You can hear it on B104.3. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers begin their season on Thursday night when they host South Dakota. Tigers head coach Eli Drinkwitz, what does he expect from South Dakota offensively in the opener? They've got uh, an elite quarterback, I believe, uh, the lefty from Iowa State transfers, got a really strong arm, talented player, gets the ball out on time, can make all the throws. I think their running back 
Um, Travis Thies is a very uh, physical runner. Uh, reminds me very much of our Cody Schrader. Um, and so we've got to do a great job of, of limiting the run game. The Tigers and South Dakota tomorrow, while the SEMO Redhawks begin their season Saturday against Kansas State. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs play a week from tomorrow when they begin the season at home against the Detroit Lions to start the NFL season. 6 o'clock pregame on KFMO, 7.20 kickoff with the Chiefs Radio Network. Major League Soccer St. Louis City SC is in action tonight. They host Dallas at City Park in St. Louis. And the NASCAR Cup Series races at Darlington Raceway as the first race of the round of 16 in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Martin Truex Jr. currently sits second in the playoff standings. Why is Darlington a better race for the veterans? Here's Truex Jr. That's tough. I think it's both driver and team. I think it's a combination. You, know, you look at Kevin and Rodney have been together a long time. You look at me and James and Jazzy. We've really been together a long time. You know, Cole was in the mix before. So we've kind of been together and working on things over the years together. So I think that's part of it. It's just such a tough track. I think history plays a part in that and then having confidence in, in how to drive the place and understand how to drive it and with the way they set the cars up. So it's just a combination of things that I think experience plays into for sure. That being said, this car is a lot different than they used to be too. So, uh, you know, my team has just done a good job of giving me good cars there and, and I really enjoy that place. So uh, it's always been fun for me. Coverage on KFMO Sunday. It's the Southern 500, 4 o'clock pre-race. The Motor Racing Network has all the coverage with green flag waving at five. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. We have the Career Connection here next on KFMO, and we also have Holly Buxton in the studio. She's going to talk about that cruising for a cause effort coming up soon. That is next on KFMO. It's time now for your B104.3 and KFMO Career Connection. Heard twice daily to provide you with career opportunities. Proper Produce is accepting applications for production, warehouse, shipping, and receiving. Full-time and part-time day shift schedules are available with flex scheduling options. Applications are available in person at 925th Street in Park Hills, or you can submit a resume online on Indeed.com. MMCT Contracting is hiring for experienced remodeling carpenters. A minimum of five years experience in drywall, trim, door installation, and flooring is required. Call 636-797-4440 or stop by 9130 Old State Route 21 in Hillsborough to fill out an application. If you are a business seeking employees and wish to be on during the Career Connection, contact our business office at 431-6350. For more information on Career Connection postings, go to kfmo.com or b104fm.com. Long story short. I'm Dom Savino with Your Money Now. A biotech company says next month its life-saving opioid overdose antidote will be available over-the-counter without a prescription. That's the Narcan nasal spray from Emergent Biosolutions. It'll set pricing at $45 per carton of two doses. Opioid overdose is the leading cause of accidental death in the U.S. The average EMS response time is 10 minutes, so having Narcan in a first aid kit can truly be a life or death difference. The busiest summer travel season on record will end with a flourish. 
That's the word from TSA, which expects to screen 14 million people at America's airports over Labor Day weekend. Friday is projected to be the busiest day, with nearly 3 million air travelers expected. The historic demand to fly has helped profits take off as well at top airlines like United, American, and Delta. On Wall Street, futures are mixed after stocks have posted three straight days of gains. That's your money now. For the best in local dirt track racing, come out to the St. Francis County Raceway. With races every Saturday, St. Francis County Raceway has all the adrenaline-charged action you can handle. St. Francis County Raceway is located right behind Hefner's at the fairgrounds exit off Highway 67 in Farmington. Tickets are available at the gate. For more info, visit sfcraceway.com. That's sfcraceway.com. It's the start on KFMO AM 1240, and I'm telling you, I have a special guest here today. It's uh, Holly Buxton. It's a special report. We're going to talk. Uh, she's the uh, executive director of the Park Hill Senior Center, by the way. We're going to talk about cruising for a cause, a special program, too, coming up at the Senior Center. Thanks for coming in, Holly. Thanks, Mike, for having me. I appreciate it. And um, I do not have my notes today, so this is all by memory. So if I forget something, I'm telling everyone in advance, I am so sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. Never let them see you sweat. That's true. And they yeah. can't see me. No, that's true, too. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now, if they have the 3D radio glasses, they can look right through that microphone. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to start out with jokes today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what's coming up with Cruising for a Cause this year? You always have a theme, don't you? Yes, we always have a theme. This year, Cruising for a Cause is the Spooktacular Cruise. Mm. Um, and we're, we're, we always do kind of, you know, it's in October, so we always kind of do something that's a little bit spooky uh, because of Halloween being in October. So... The Haunted Park will be back into play, and uh, the girls, Brandy and Kelly, the Twisted Sisters, as I call them, will be in to talk about that at another time. So I'm just going to let them tell you about it, but it is going to be pretty awesome. We're going to have hay rides again, and I'll let them fill you in on what they're doing. But this year we have um, quite a few food trucks, and... If you don't mind, Mike, I'll tell you who we're going to have. Okay. First of all, let me ask you a question. Sure. What, what day is it on? I didn't say that, did I? That's okay. It is Saturday, October the 7th. Okay. And, and it starts at 10 downtown Park Hills. Um, it will end at 9 with fireworks. So the food truck setting up for people will be the lunch lady, fired, the farmhouse, taste beyond the tape, Ramen on Wheels, Grandma's Sugar Shack, Front Porch Lemonade is back to join us, and we have an unnamed kettle corn. I do not know the name, and they have not sent it to me yet. Uh, also, the Senior Center will be selling their famous cinnamon rolls, and I think you've had those before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're good. They are good. They are. <laughs> there's enough for several people to eat eat off of one, but no one wants to share them. Um, so you can stop by the senior center and make a love donation, and get a sen uh, a senior center cinnamon roll. That's nice. a mouthful. <laughs> it is. So we really literally. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yes, mouthful. it is. That's funny, Mike. Yeah. Um, also, we have bands up at the stage at Municipal at ten o'clock. The Berry Singers will be there. Uh, at noon, Dave Black Band. 
at I believe it's two or three because I do not have my notes misfit toys and then Amaryllis ends us at five o'clock to eight and I shouldn't say they end us they, <laughs> they will be our last band is that a better way of putting it yes that, that sounds good so we're very excited to have those four bands with us this year um also up at municipal will be our vendors our craft vendors informational vendors we have um a few different ones coming in this year i'm excited about we have a you're gonna have to help me pronounce this a caricature yeah caricature sure yes that's a hard word Mm -hmm. artist coming and uh i think he's gonna make me into a a zombie i'm gonna ask him (laughs) to do me as a zombie because i have this like like the Twisted Sisters, I like all that spooky yeah. stuff. I like a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah, you do. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, we're going to have a kids area that has a bounce house, face painting, some games, some different things, um, a beer garden, carnho tournament. I'm working on a big surprise that I would love to tell you about, but I think it just kind of needs to be, you have to come to see it. So okay. I will get you a time when that big surprise is going to happen. Is it King Kong? I would love that. <laughs> well, or would I? Or Godzilla. Or Godzilla. I don't know. Yeah. But it's something I think that everyone will really enjoy. Nice. And then, like I said, we have the Haunted Park that will open at 6. Um, and then we will always cruise. We have a big car show. Uh, the Foothills Car Club puts it on. And it's sponsored by Sam Sism. And they... Those guys always do such a great job. They do. They do. Where will the fireworks be? The fireworks will be up on the main part of town. Um, They do it over by the depot over that area. Mm -hmm. So if you come up to the upper part of Maine by Municipal, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to see it. Um, Fireworks are always sponsored by Jerry's Fireworks. And um, last year, I tell you what, I thought it was like, the best we've ever, we've ever had up there it was so good well, what other senior center has fireworks i know we do <laughs> that's great <laughs> uh, uh let's see we have just a couple of minutes left about a minute and a half left and i wanted to mention real quick that uh, uh program coming up at uh, the senior center so what is it okay tomorrow at ten thirty at park hill senior center we have uh, medicare questions and answers And as Mike and I have talked, we have recently been finding out some of that is hard to maneuver. Mm -hmm. So get your questions together. Come up. The the people from Life Incorporated will be there to to answer our questions. And I've got a list, I believe, of eight questions myself. So (laughs) come in with your questions. And hopefully, you know, we can find out some things because, you know, that is sometimes very hard to maneuver. Especially when you first acquire it. It really is. And I had a big misunderstanding with a lot of friends of mine who give information like that. Yes. I told them, I said, look, I haven't had health insurance line. I'm getting, you know, Medicare, whatever, Meta, whatever it is at 65. Oh, give us a call. Well, they didn't know that I hadn't already picked some insurance. I needed help in the first place. Yes. So that's what this is, right? Well, I was told that it would be free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and that's what, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a great deal. Well, it comes out of your check, so but that's still not free. So, yes, the, these are some of the questions that I think a lot of people are very confused about. Come to the Senior Center tomorrow at 1030 and get your, your questions answered. Great. 
Well, thanks, Holly. It's time for CBS News. We appreciate that's Holly Buxton from the